new and exciting. Turn it on. Turn it up. It's Lynn Burnett. CJ Ritka. And this is Grit and Grace on Mile High Radio. Don't forget to go on over to Grit and Grace TV and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Grit and Grace TV. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us tonight. Tonight, we have a great show planned for you. We're talking about addictions. But before we get into that, I want to tell you a little bit about Mile High Radio shows coming up tomorrow. We've got Rock of Ages Rewind, New Rock of Ages, The Deuce Radio Show, The J.J. Kane All Music Show, Psychedelic Time Warp, Go the Distance with Sadie Grace, and We Don't Have Cookies. All coming up tomorrow on Mile High Radio. Check them out. Now that we got all that out of the way, let's get into the show, shall we? Well, hello. What the fuck? <laughs> so I got a message from her. I just read that post. Yeah. Her comment? Uh, she, uh, I, I haven't seen the post since I posted it a while ago. But uh, yeah, the, the post that I put up on Facebook about uh, does it bother you if you get... Yeah, she posted? just commented. Yeah, I didn't read her comment. I don't care, but I just I just put it out there, and and then she messages me back and said I I I contacted you because I didn't want there to be any misunderstanding. It's like there was no misunderstanding. You deleted a post. I've got very strong values when it uh, pertains to deleting posts. Mm -hmm. That I believe it's censorship, and what you're doing is you're doing a disservice to the people of your tribe, and as well as creating more opportunities for engagement so therefore there you go yeah I said you're not gonna I said you don't have to like what I think or what I say you don't have to like it but I guarantee yeah. you it's going to be upfront honest and that is the way it is I said if you don't like it fine that's I don't care but I guarantee you it's not going to be something that you don't need to hear because I mean, she's—it's she, like she's got these blinders on, and these blinders are are telling her, are are just showing her what she thinks she knows, and what all these people who think they know are telling her because they they worship the ground she wa walks on. Because I've created this thing for you, but no, you didn't. All you did is lump them all together in a little network. And uh, you're you're basically charging people that don't know better to be part of that network. That's it. Yeah, she has nothing to offer. Like she doesn't have any expertise to offer ways to help them out. Like she doesn't have this hat is really making my face dark, isn't it? Oh well, it is what it is. I ain't fucking taking it off. <laughs> I mean, she the production. I, I think Irene must be doing the production. But if you listen to the production. Oh, I've listened. Oh, it's not my good. fucking God. What the hell is this? Yeah, it's not good. I've listened to Irene's show. And I listened to um, that, ho that Holly oh, Wade, I think. Yeah. And no, it sounds like they're just calling in. Um. It sounds like they're talking into a tin can, and this is the way we're going to do our shows. And that's why it sounds like they're phoning in. It sounds like they're like using their phone. That's exactly what they're doing. They're using and they're phone. playing like the the intro somehow, and then there's like a big long gap. And then they play. Then they talk. Then they have someone do an intro, and then they there's another big long gap when they're playing, and then they play some more. It's like nothing's tight. No. I mean, it's really not good. I've listened to a few. But you know what I find really weird is that it doesn't show any of their numbers. But if you go to other people on Spreaker, it shows like 
plays and downloads. Like it shows numbers. Yeah, it doesn't on theirs. Cut that off if you want. Well, we couldn't. We couldn't. We, I couldn't hmm. when I when we are on Spreaker unless that's an option now. Because I, I wanted to see what their numbers were, and I'm like, why isn't it showing? I don't know, and and I don't think the hosts even know what their numbers are. To be honest with you, I think uh, she just gives them whatever she feels like giving them. Maybe she gives them network numbers. Maybe she bought into like the pro plan or something where they can do that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, Irene doesn't have any. Irene is a graphics person. I've known Irene for a while. Yeah. And uh, the thing that gets me, though, is it's like she's in this personal competition with you or something. Well, I thought you were leaving Mile High Radio and and all this, but then you're with Lynn, so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's not a fucking competition. She sees it that way. Understand this. What you're looking for in programming is completely different than what Mile High looks for in programming. What you look for in quality, Mile High looks for something completely different in quality. Yeah. What you guys are putting out, the, the shit that you're producing, wouldn't make the top the bottom 100 of what mile high could put on their show on their station. Yeah. It's it's. And there's lots of people yeah. out there that help other people. I mean, you know, and it's funny because Irene, I had a long conversation with her and she told me about this station and um, launching and, you know, she's always, always has said, you know, I don't, I don't get into that competition bullshit. She says, you know, there's enough for everybody and everybody has their own way. And, you know, she's a real, like, kind of truth-talking kind. So I don't know. I, I like Irene. I do. I like yeah. Here's, and this is what I told her today. I said, you know, you could actually probably benefit with trying to collaborate with Lynn just for the simple fact that she's got experience in this area that – nobody else really has experience but yet you keep trying to compete with her I said there are things that both you and lynn do that i don't agree with i said but you know what i'm not host i'm not running that station so it's not up to me so who freaking cares if i like it or don't like it that's just the way it is yeah and uh she she came back with something like, well, I don't know if it's necessarily competitive. Maybe we should just talk. Like, I don't need to talk to you. I, the only, and then I said, one, the only way I, the only reason why I even started supporting you in the first place is because you're part of the Vetrepreneur tribe and that's what we do. It's a, it's a thing that we do together. We try to support the, what other veterans in that organization are trying to do. Mm-hmm. that is the only reason if it were any other reason, if you are any other person, if you are even any other veteran on this planet, not in that group, I wouldn't give you the time of day because my time is way more valuable than what you're capable of paying me for. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, that was a little rude. This is, that's just the way it is. That, that's just the truth. I mean, come on, Really? Shit. <laughs> yeah, see, Irene's thing is graphics, yeah. branding. I mean, they have, the, between them, they don't have any experience. No. And I think she just, she doesn't want to, I, I'm not surprised, like, I knew that's exactly why she deleted the post, because she doesn't want them to see that she doesn't really have the experience and there's nothing wrong with starting something that you don't know anything about. Right. I mean, there's also nothing wrong with having a little humility and accepting the people who are willing to help. Yeah. Without charging you to, for that help. Yeah. The, the, and there are about four or five people that are part of that global voice thing that are friends they've become really good friends just through chatting and and not about radio or podcasting just talking mm-hmm. and that was the only reason why i even put that up there because i happened to listen to all all of their podcasts and thought Ugh, um you need help so i, I think they only have four shows 
Yeah, they've got Hollies. They've got Denise. That guy. Uh, yeah. Um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, which that one is actually the better of all of them. The best one out of all of them. But I think he does his own production. Um, then uh, see Tamara Collins. She's got, a, she's got one that she's put it, but she's not very consistent. Oh, so she, I figured she was, I hadn't seen her on their page. Yeah. Yet. She's not very consistent right now. She's got a lot of shit going on. And, she, and she's one of my, my friends, one of the people that I would love to be able to help out because she's, she's a good person. She just doesn't, she's got a lot of shit going on with her and her husband right now. Mm-hmm. So I figured instead of singling people out saying, Hey, you're my friend, you're my friend, you're my friend. I'm going to help only you three. Well, I figured I'll just throw it out there to anybody who wants to say, Hey, what's up? And at least that way, yeah, maybe there is a little bit of underlying, you know, Hey, let me help you out. And then when it comes time to, for you to reach out for somebody to help, who are you going to go to? You're going to go to the guy that just helped you out and probably gave you the best advice you ever got. Or are you going to go to the woman who thinks she knows what she's doing, but really she's fooling herself. And they're paying a lot of money to get no help. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the thing. If well, they were at least providing that. something other than graphics, yeah. people aren't going to give a shit about your graphics. I don't see anything for promotion really other than on that public page. Yeah. I don't see much promotion at all. Like you have to promote all the fucking time. If that's part of what they're paying for, you need to be promoting your fucking ass off for them. Yeah. I freaking, I I know that uh, I'm a member of probably 20 to 30 podcast groups, 20 to 30 different podcast groups. Holy shit. And, um, Every single one of them are pretty much free reign promotion, just whatever. Yeah. yeah. And see them in anything other than their own pages. That's it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Addictions. Mm-hmm. I'm low energy. You're going to have to, like, carry me. I am so not into this tonight. No. <laughs> Why? Oh man, I just got my ass kicked at work today. Oh, what do you mean? Like tired? Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. We're still I'm still doing the stomp on the ceiling texture. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it's well it's um thirty uh twenty six hundred square feet. Holy shit. And when you're doing a stomp that's a you know 12 by 12 square it takes a while <laughs> to do 2300 square feet mm-hmm. yeah i didn't get a lot of sleep and i was cleaning houses today so it's like Ugh. and then i had to go pick up my niece's two kids from two different schools and then go pick up my own kid and to hang with them for a little bit until their mom got home and oh my god I'm like earlier I was going oh god I'm not into this show tonight (laughs) (laughs) but it's like once we get going something would have said something I would have probably said yeah let's uh let's push no we can't we're here now so we can't all right once we get going once we get going we'll we'll be all right yeah the professionals will kick in and we'll just go on autopilot that's right. I have a few interesting notes. So, you know, we can give out some stats. I got some stats. Did you do any prep or are you just like winging it? Um, let me see. My prep was basically that I'm going to out myself and admit that I am a recovering addict myself. Oh. So, um, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of personal experience in being an addict. Well, this is good because we haven't talked about this, and this is something that is quite prevalent. And I can share my story of a weekend of... um, Debauchery? (laughs) No, of... um, What is it like when you're, like, coming off a drug? Oh, uh, when you're coming down? Uh, Withdrawal? Like, withdrawal. Oh, my weekend of withdrawal off oxycodone. Oh, okay. That was horrible. God, yeah, that is terrible. So I have a little story about that. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's knock this bitch in the ass. Yeah, and, and, and I did do some prep, though. I did, I did look up um, uh, different types of addictions because I just don't want to talk about drug addiction. I want to talk about all the different types of addictions that are 
that cause problems like gambling and technology and all that shit. So, which all pretty much lead to the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, self destructive behavior. But I definitely have found some um, because then I started thinking. Well, you know, you hear that it's genetic. Is it genetic? Is it? Is it learned? Is it so? I actually found some very interesting information on that. So did I. So if we read the same article, I wonder because it was really good. Is it about the rat test? No. Oh, okay. Then I got a different article. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we'll be able to compare our two stories about uh, what what causes addiction. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be the same because. Well, it'll, it, and if it's not, that's okay too. This is just two, for, this is two things that we discovered. Two, yeah, it's info. You know, two theories. It's info. Yeah, we'll call it that. We'll call them theories. Theories. That way we can't get in trouble for it. Allegedly. Drew's word allegedly. Allegedly, yes. I got to use the word allegedly. <laughs> Are gonna have T-shirts made, right? Hashtag allegedly. Hashtag allegedly. Yes, that's that's gonna be that is going to be the 2018. Uh, we gotta get those T-shirts. Uh yeah, we're gonna have to get them. I don't care if I have to pay for every single one out of my damn pocket. I will nice. have hashtag allegedly made this year, and I will send them to the members of the TFAU. Yeah, totally. Got to set up or set up a printful store. And people can order them. and Oh, that's even better. Yeah. That's a good idea. Thank you for bringing that one up because I completely forgot about that. And they're awesome, Printful. And uh, you just put it out there. People can order them themselves and put the link on the page. Because it's like a dropship company, right? Like yeah. everybody, they just have to order them. So that Okay, so... It, Sorry, Drew. I'm gonna take that one for my own damn self, and that's gonna be the raw and real uh, shirt for 2018. Hashtag allegedly. Hashtag allegedly. I like it. I like it. Okay, I've got my Facebook. I'm opening up the Facebook now, and I keep probably that there's unable. Make sure, the sound is down. I know, but it keeps telling me it's unable to access. Oh fuck. Because, of course, we're late. It's like almost yeah. quarter after. Oh, we are having some severe windstorms. It was like 60 miles an hour today. Holy shit. And that usually causes havoc with the internet company. I've got internet, and it's actually a pretty strong s- signal. But um, some unknown reason... I'm going to have to try to do this all over again. I need to take a bath again. Yeah, it's good to do that at least once a week. My God, that was so bizarre yesterday. I had that nap, and then I come to Facebook, and I have that message from you, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who the fuck is this guy I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at my profile. I'm looking at pages and groups. I'm like, what? I'm like, this isn't even worded the way CJ talks. Like, what the fuck? Is he hacked? Is Is he accusing me of something? I thought you were talking about TJ. (laughs) <laughs> and talking about um, Jennifer Nine's kids, and oh, yeah, you no. mentioned the kids. I'm like, what is happening? What happened while I was napping? <laughs> I was no, so yeah, no, that was nothing to do with that. Because um, it was bad enough, I fell asleep. I wake up, my kid's kicking my foot. I look at him, and I'm looking at him and what he's wearing and trying to decipher whether it's morning or night. I was so confused. I am confused as to why Zoom is not... Oh, there we go. Finally, on the fourth, fifth, or sixth try, whatever it was, now it's saying we're going live. I see live. Hey, all right. While I'm filing my nails. We're there. (laughs) File your nails? Whatever, I guess. Uh, (laughs) 
Well, you know, kill two birds with one stone. I'm a busy person. I got to do what I can when I can, mm-hmm. right? I guess, yeah. I mean, everybody is busy from time to time. I guess it might, might as well be you too. Multitasking, that is, you know, where it's at. That's right. I'm not much of a multitasker. Well, I am, but I'm not. I don't like multitasking, so every now and then I'll just like, screw it up. Just so I don't have to do it. <laughs> oh, God, you're funny. <laughs> hey, let's get this going so I can see comments. It's about expectations. It's about setting realistic expectations. You want me yes. to get X amount done? Well, I'm only going to consistently get Y amount done so you don't expect X. I see. Does that pertain to all activities? No, it does not. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, there's, there's certain activities where I go to all so the way to Z. Comments? <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Oh, and then I did it again. I even muted it once, and then when I had to restart it, I forgot to mute it the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the whole multitasking theory. Yeah, it's out the window. See, I told you I can't multitask. Don't expect me to do more than I should have to. You're just a man. So. <laughs> is, that, is that my excuse? Yes. <laughs> I bet you that doesn't fly very well, though, in most cases. Hey, sorry, sir. I couldn't get that done today. I'm just a man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you didn't freaking mow the lawn? Well, it was a little bit too much. I'm just a man. <laughs> Every time I hear that phrase, I think of that Bon Jovi song. There's a Bon Jovi song that has that line in it. I'm just a man. Yeah. Now that's going to freaking bug me. If anybody that's watching knows what Bon Jovi song I'm talking about where he says, I'm just a man. Oh, that's going to drive me. Now I'm going to have to Google it. Damn. (laughs) Why do I do that to myself? I bet you Brad knows what Bon Jovi song you're talking about uh, where he says, I'm just a man. Yeah, I would have written that song and it would have been a hit. But, you know, I'm just a man. Um, that's going to be my new thing. That's my new tagline from hashtag from just a man. Hashtag just a man. That's 2018 raw and real. You can get them at, at the raw and real uh, store. I don't have one, by the way. I don't actually have a store. Can you believe that? No. No. We're going to have a mile high club store. Ooh, mile high club. Yes. I believe uh, I, said, I said something about mile high club a long time ago. Yes, you know. did. I don't and know that if I was talking about a store, though. <laughs> well, the, the, the store will, and I won't get into that. Anyway, we're late tonight. Sorry, sorry. We're but if you watch night. regularly, what? We're late every night. I know. I was just going to say, if you watch us regularly, you'll know that we are regularly late. Yes, that's the one thing we do well consistently. Yes. And we're- because we we're get talking normal. so much. We, we kind of live in that. I mean, you know, we got time zones. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard yes, to Brad. Sorry. work with time zones. You know, it's like East Coast, West Coast, Midwest. You got Eastern Standard Time, Mountain Time, Central Time, Pacific. But then we work on a whole different time zone. And that's the ish time zone. The grit and grace ish time zone time yeah. zone let me tell you it hurts my brain i'm pacific your mountain uh mile high operates in mountain uh I bobby's eastern, in eastern. <laughs> oh my god brad you win the prize ding 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 yes that is the song yeah i told you brad Thank would you. know he told you he would know i'm He's even given us the youtube link you rock we will send you a hashtag Allegedly t-shirt. Allegedly t-shirt. <laughs> or or a possibly a hashtag, you know, I'm just a man t-shirt. Just a man, yes. Yeah. yeah. So one or the other, you know, you'll expect that sometime around, you know, I don't know, November-ish of 2019 or 20. You'll Ish. we'll get that there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So uh, tonight on the show, uh, we just discovered the ish time zone. That's all we got time for. So thank you for joining us. Good. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So uh, tonight we're talking about addictions. And I can guarantee you right now there is somebody right here in this audience who has the same addiction as I've got. Sex. Close. 
<laughs> Just kidding. Close, but not that one. Um, it's Guaranteed, yeah. Technology. Mm. Technology. I, I will admit to being a technology addict. I've got my iPad right here. My phone is in the house charging right now. I cannot go more than, I, I bet you I check my phone at work even. I bet you I check my phone three to four times an hour. Minimum. You do. I see you come on and I know that you're at work and I, I see you on. Well, and you and I chat. Yeah. It's, yeah. Your wife says that you're always on your phone. <laughs> no, even my wife is calling my ass out. What the hell? That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's an addict. I was going to try to send him to treatment, but that intervention didn't work. The damn uh, counselor kept looking at his phone. Um, Technology so. and, uh, and social media. Yeah, I like a post Ashley Sanders made the other day that she social mediaed social media too hard or something the other day she was taking a break i thought that was funny i love the way you said that ashley um i think that's definitely a big one um i learned some interesting things um as we were doing research because that's what we do we do research when we do a topic because we're not doctors and we're not gonna you know we're just sharing the information. We're starting the conversation. And I came up with some interesting stuff. But I think no matter what the addiction is, it all leads to the same thing. It does. It, it, it really does. And um, the thing with addictions is it can, it can definitely uh, hinder uh, every, everything you do in your daily life. Uh, your jobs, I mean, you can lose your job. Uh, same thing can be done if you have a, an addiction to alcohol. Uh, same thing with gambling. Same thing with drugs. You can, mm-hmm. you can lose your family over these things. So they're very destructive. Uh, some of the habits can be very destructive. Now, um, when it comes to, you know, technology, maybe that's one of the lesser destructive things, or maybe it's just more, it's a more acceptable, uh, I'm tripping over my words again. Um, it's more acceptable, socially acceptable maybe, than the oh, other addictions. So. However, I mean, because you're not going to, when you get it, when you're sitting at the bus station, you can pull out your phone and you can scroll through Facebook and everybody else is, you look around and they're scrolling through Facebook, but, um, uh, you're, you're not going to find anybody being socially accepted if they've got a porn fetish or maybe if they're shooting up in the bus terminal, that that's just not something that we accept. That's right. So that's right. So we are going to be talking about addictions not just the bad addictions the good i guess there's really no good addiction did you find any good addictions um i think that's an oxymoron i agree because um an addiction i think by definition is something that interferes with your daily life and is harmful and affects the lives of those closest to you i think you can have i think the you know the social media thing if you can still carry on, well, I don't know. And, you know, again, I'm not an expert because addiction doesn't just uh, prey on people that, you know, less educated, less money, things like that. There's some, you know, CEOs of large organizations that have addictions that are high functioning. So, you know, we tend to look at addiction as uh, people who just, they can't get out of bed. They can't go to work. But there are high-functioning people that have addictions. Oh, there's... But I think at some point, you gotta, it's got to hit rock bottom. You can't carry that on forever. Right. And I think, I think for everybody, it does eventually hit a point. And rock bottom will look different to everybody. Well, true. Rock bottom does not necessarily mean out in the street on your ass. Sometimes rock bottom is just, hey, I lost, a, I lost a promotion that I was going after. And because I lost this promotion, things ain't right for me at work anymore. So I either A, have to quit or B, my performance goes down until they fire me. That could be rock bottom for somebody too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, I think, yeah, music may be a good addiction. Yeah, there is one for sure. I don't know if it's really an addiction though so much as it is uh, – uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, I mean, passion. I love music. Yeah. Passion and passion and addiction. You know, they could be really close. 
you know, when you're looking at uh, what, a, what a passion is and what an addiction is, there are a lot of similarities in what, um, what people outwardly project. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think, uh, I think music is, if, if we want to call it an addiction though, I will agree with Chris 110%. That is probably a, a healthy addiction. I know someone out there is thinking, but what about exercise? Exercise is healthy. Well, it is, but I've seen some bad things happen with too much exercise too. But, you know, I think it's a word we use quite loosely in things because some people say, you know, so-and-so has an addiction to, say, social media. And that, that's their perception. Yeah. So, you know, us not being addiction specialists, right. um, you know, this is, um, you know, not something that we can say for sure. But, you know, I... In doing research on this topic, I, I learned something really interesting, and I was wondering whether, because I've heard a lot that uh, addiction is genetic, that it's absolutely genetic. If you, um, you know, have a parent that's you know an alcoholic or a drug abuser, that that it's genetic, and I've heard that, and I thought, but I wanted to d- dive into that a little bit more, and. Several studies said that it's 50% genetic disposition and 50% poor coping skills, Hmm. at which I totally get. I think that, um, you know, when you have poor coping skills, uh, it's easy to to go to something like that, to, to numb things out. And no Hmm. matter what addiction is, not just alcohol or drugs, um, because, it's very basic. We run from pain. We run to pleasure. Yes. So, but I think the good thing to look at is are, you know, the decisions you make and the actions you take and the things you do, are they mostly you're running from pain or are you running to pleasure? And I think if you look at the things that you do, if it's the majority is always running from pain, because I think it's better to look to something and run to something the thing that you want, the vision you have for yourself. If, ever, if most of the things that you do, it's just for the matter of running from pain, it's very easy to find things to immerse yourself in, to forget what it is that you're doing. Sure. And you know, there was a, there's a study that I looked up that I had seen that actually supports what you're just saying there. Um, you remember back in the late 70s and early 80s, there was a, a commercial on television where they showed a rat in a box and they had two bottles of water and that the rat would constantly go to the bottle that was laced with cocaine and you wouldn't go to the bottle that was laced with water or that just laced with water. Yeah, just had water. Water in. laced with water. That good so, stuff. So the, and, and the commercial would go on to say, look, see this rat, it will continue to use, to use the cocaine rather than the water until it kills itself. Mm-hmm. And it just and this could be you type of thing, um, and there's there's a big misunderstanding as to what, first of all, what the drugs actually did to people and why they were doing it, but then there was another study that was done. A, a doctor had seen this and said, you know what, I just I don't agree with this because there's the control was pretty bland. It was pretty just there. It is. If I mean, if you got one rat in a box, an empty box with two bottles. And there's cocaine in one, and, and there's um, happy birthday, Jake. Man, I wish we could be up there to celebrate your birthday that, like we did way back in the day, but uh, unfortunately we're not. But getting back to my topic here, um, <laughs> I know that was kind of crazy, huh? Um, so this guy said the, the control was too, um, too sterile. You got two choices, and you're in an empty box, and it's one rat. So then what they did is they decided what we're going to do is we're going to add multiple rats. And he created this like fun zone, this, this uh, Disneyland for rats, basically, if you will. Oh, and, fun. And he gave them two choices, just like everything. And then he gave a bunch of rats uh, a, a box that was like basically, I don't know, um, Drew Carson's mind uh, with two choices. And uh, – very dark place. Very, very yeah. dark place. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, Drew. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so, anyways, 
he gave them these the the same you know same number of rats, uh, a little bit darker place, a little less fun, and he uh, he gave them two choices. Well, the ones in the darker place just went to the cocaine. They went to the cocaine. The ones with the in the happy place, yeah, they tried the cocaine, but they would go back to the water. It didn't really matter to them. It wasn't like oh, it's get her you know whatever. And, That's a great study. And the reason why that was brought up was because of returning veterans from Vietnam. Over in Vietnam, it was more common for for uh, for soldiers to be high on you know PCP and heroin. It was easy to get, and I mean, it was as common as chewing bubble gum. Wow! It, but when these when they all came home, uh, the majority of them were just able to quit, just not do it no more. And they would re-enter their lives, and oh, that it—it it just became a story. Yeah, I was high in Vietnam, type story. Mm-hmm. So that got the guy thinking. Hmm, Vietnam is a horrible, dark, dreary place. Home is the happy place. So what? What they basically found out is when when people are are in a good place in their lives, when when they when they don't have extraneous uh, stressors that are causing them you know, difficulties in their life, they're less likely to turn to drugs. And, yeah. and the ones who, you know, maybe their marriage is breaking apart. Maybe they, their jobs aren't, aren't providing for their family. Maybe they're in a place where they're just above the minimum level where they're still in poverty, but they're just not quite making it. Those mm-hmm. are that are going to be more susceptible because of the place that they're in in their mind. That's right. That, that That's was a great a- study to, sh- to show that. Absolutely. Um, I just want to reference a Brad um, predisposition. Um, just because you're predisposed, you're absolutely right. It doesn't mean. That's where the um, coping skills comes in. But, yeah, absolutely, you, just because you're predisposed. I totally love that study. I never, I never saw that commercial. I never heard of that study, but that is a great example uh, of that. Yeah, if you have something to look forward to, uh, if you have something that gets you excited, uh, you're running towards that. I mean, it's so easy to just numb out. I mean, how many times are you, do we eat something that we love and we eat it? We're so full. But we keep eating it. Like, you yeah. just keep shoving it in your face. You know it's bad, but you are just like, that's, that's you know, it's like a lame example, but it's, it's an example. Just because you know better, um, that thought is really, really powerful. So I went one step further on this whole genetic. I wanted to understand the whole predisposition thing, and this was something new that I found out. The genes for addiction have an evolutionary advantage. So this is why we're, our, why we're predisposed, why it's in our genes, because it was placed there to have an advantage. So an animal eating a certain food that's good for it and it has pleasure eating it and it feels better, it becomes wired in their brain to keep seeking out that food. And then their children will, and so on. Hmm. So it's, it became an evolutionary process. But like humans, we fuck everything up. <laughs> That's what we do well. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's, uh, I mean, hey, yeah. we've got this thing. It works perfectly. It's a freaking yeah. screwdriver. It takes out screws. How can I fuck that up? I, can, I know I can, I can <laughs> make it flat. But see, there's the, there's the example of the animal seeking out something that's good for it, right. looking for the pleasure thing, right? So again, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's looking at what are the things that you're doing in your life? Or is it just always based on running from pain? Try and switch it to running. You know, if that's that thing you're running from, that thing that is causing you so much pain, try and find the pleasure point of it. Try and reframe it. What is it you do want then? Well, Go see, after that. And that's a that's a thing though. A lot of these addictions, that is the pleasure point. That becomes the pleasure point. Yeah. And especially when it comes to uh, say uh, sex, uh, people who are addicted to sex, that is the pleasure point. 
Now, it becomes less pleasurable over time just for the simple fact that they are so, um, the chemicals in the brains don't release the right chemicals anymore. I mean, uh, the uh, said that wrong. The, the um, parts of your brains that are responsible for pleasure and all that kind of stuff and the pleasure receptors, this, that, and the other, they don't release the chemicals that, it's that's necessary for you to feel the pleasure anymore. Yeah. So that addiction, it really becomes that pain over a course of over time. Uh, same thing goes with drugs. Now, um, after reading that study earlier, I, I kind of went back into my, my old days when I had, I myself had problems with addictions. Uh, I had, you know, I, at one time I, I used uh, methamphetamines fairly heavily and uh, I got to thinking about it after, after reading through this study. I was like, come to think about it, it's very, very true. Because at the time I was using, it was in a place in my life where it was, it was kind of dark. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't have a why. I didn't know how to be present in the moment. I was mm-hmm. always looking for something just to take that away, that pain away or whatever it was. And then I found, of course, crystal meth. And that was my thing. That's what made me feel, woohoo, no more problems. We're good. Until it came crashing down and all those problems became just an explosion of, holy fuck you, Chris. And uh, yeah, that's... But then as I was going wow. to, I got to thinking, well, how was I able to quit? Because I never went to treatment. I never went to a rehab center. How was I able to quit? And it, it came from allowing myself to be happy, allowing myself to understand that it's nobody else's fault. All I have to do is make the decision to change, and then I can do it. And when I made the decision that I was going to make myself happy and I started looking at, like you were saying, look for the pleasure, look for those things, reframe those things. Once I started doing that, I turned to my family and my family were able to help me and I, I quit using. I haven't touched a single thing in years now. And it's because, like you said, I was able to reframe that. I found a new uh, new place to focus that 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 pleasure and uh and it's it just it was just that quick and easy but if if i had not read that that study i wouldn't have been able to frame it that way uh actually i would have been able to explain it that way the the story this uh the study really helped me be able to tell this story and i i was kind of worried about that earlier today it's like how am i going to tell people that i was some piece of shit drug addict that um couldn't freaking support his family to for nothing the wife had to go to work while i sat on my freaking fat ass and smoked dope all day wow uh, i and, did not uh, know this about you yeah see there's a lot of shit people don't know about me but i am an open book i am i am always going to tell the truth about my experiences because those experiences hopefully one day somebody will come up and say because of you i didn't stop i was inspired by something you said yeah and that's, yeah, that's it's, really why uh, we do what we do is because we just want to be able to give people the opportunity to say, that dumbass did it. I can do it. Yeah, exactly. That's it, exactly it. I mean, it's stories that definitely uh, grab us and make a difference in our lives. And that's an example that addiction isn't a weakness. You know, you hear a lot of times that people say, you know, if you were just stronger, you could get over it. And it's really not about that. It's not about being weak at all. Not about, um, it's not about being a weak person. Um, because, you know, this addiction crosses all socioeconomical lines. Yeah. So it's not about being a weak person um, at all. There's a, there's a lot of things. And, you know, this really does go back to our series on the six human needs on how when growth and contribution needs are not met, you can usually find someone that's pretty broken. Yeah. And you and I both know from going through the test, I'm pretty high on that contribution and growth uh, table. So yeah, (laughs) I I was broken pretty damn good. I Um, think we really need to have some more compassion for people who are. um, And I really learned, 
What? I don't, before you, I don't want you to finish that because here's the thing. When we we say we need to have more compassion for people who deal with these addictions, this, that, and the other, what the person with the addiction hears, it's not what you're saying. What they hear is we need to cater to their needs. And they, because people with addictions are very needy. They're, they're very much takers. And they will only hear the words that are, that are important for them to hear. So basically what you start to do is you start to enable them with, with the excuse of why they're in addiction. Well, this is a disease. No, it's not a disease. You're a dumbass. Well, um, I think maybe understanding, to understand, understand. Yeah. that um, I don't know anybody who would choose to uh, – have an addiction that would interfere with their life. Um, But I definitely understood a little bit more when years ago, probably about nine years ago, I had a severe sciatic issue and I was on my back for four months straight. Like I couldn't stand, I couldn't walk. And I uh, was doing everything to get better. And um, around that time, hubby got really bad diverticulitis, like really bad. And so he was on, um, he got better, but he had these um, pain pills left over, oxycodone. And so I was having some pain and it, and it was like, why don't you take one of these? Like stupid. We are grown adults. We, you don't do shit like that, but take one of these pills. Okay. So I think I took these pills for three days, maybe. They didn't really take the pain away, made you like a little bit high. But one day, I hadn't taken one for a long time because it was like, I, it's not really doing anything. I'm not going to take them. It, you know, I took them for a few days. Well, I felt really crappy, like really sick one day. And I thought, mm-hmm. I gotta, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to sleep. And I woke up and I felt horrible. I went through a weekend of withdrawal from Oxycontin. And I remember I was in the bathroom. I was rocking back and forth. And I remember thinking to myself, I am losing my mind. And I got to get my husband to take me to the hospital, to the psych ward. And what's going to happen to my son and all these thoughts running through my head. I really thought I was going crazy. And I, and after, um, and I talked to my doctor about it afterwards. And uh, he couldn't believe that I had become addicted so fast after like yeah. three or four days. And I thought, holy shit, no wonder um, people who are addicted have been like for years do whatever they have to do to get that drug to feel better. Because oh, it yeah, feels man. like shit. Oxy's like, no one of the, oxys are one of the hardest drugs to come off of. Um, oh, it's brutal. Oh, man. I, I, I remember when my wife was on oxys, and she would, when, when they took her off, it was, it was like watching. I mean, I, I knew what withdrawals were like. I've been through withdrawals from methamphetamines. That's terrible. But to be honest with you, you go to sleep for a couple of days, you wake up, you're sore as hell. Eventually it works its way out, you're fine. But mm-hmm. oxygen is a whole different ball of game. It's it's like it it grabs onto you and when when you when you stop using it, it, it puts you in like three times more pain than you were ever in to begin with. It's like it just like yeah. oh, this is why you needed me. Bam, there's the pain. Well, the example of that becoming addicted was because the kind of pain that I had was not the kind of pain that Oxycontin was for. It doesn't matter. That stuff is nasty. <laughs> oh, it is nasty. Absolutely. But it, that's why it took hold so fast yeah. after yeah. only like four or five days. And my doctor said, no, you weren't. And I explained to him what I went through that weekend. And he was like, holy, yeah, you were. I said, oh, it was awful. It was awful. See, so no. I can't imagine people who are just taking it just to get high yeah. that don't need it at all and they take it for months and months and months when only like after four days, 
oh my God. And so I really understood. I'm like, no wonder they like steal money, whether it's from their family or, mm-hmm. or they prostitute themselves or whatever it is, because the feeling is freaking horrible. So, you know, that really gave me an understanding of, we have to have an understanding. They don't want to do this. They're, you know, again, you're trying to run from pain, right? But yeah. that was nasty. I, you know, it, yes and no, though. I mean, there's, there's a point, though, where you feel it's, it's almost like, well, I can control this. I mean, I was very high functioning when I was, when I was using, very high functioning. Um, the problem with it was is I didn't realize that the people around me seen things differently than the way I saw things, where they, the way I interacted with people was different than the way that I would normally interact with people. And I didn't see that. I just, it was normal for me. It was more normal for me to be high than it was for me not to be. And when I wasn't, that's when things would really kind of break down and fall apart. And it, it, but that's a common trait though, amongst all addictions. When you're getting what you need, whether you're a gambler or whether you're a sex addict, or maybe you're an exercise addict, uh, you think about the people who are like um, bodybuilders, some bodybuilders, for example, they 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 call it uh, biglomania, a biglomania or something to that effect, where they just got to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they will they will use you know drugs and to get them bigger, to, so they can heal faster, so they can work out more. They'll be in the gym five, six, seven hours a day, trying yeah. to get bigger, and uh, it was just recently. Um, Oh, shoot. What was his name? I just had it and it's gone now. Uh, the 5% nutrition guy. Um, uh, anyways, I, I don't remember. Anyways, he was getting his hair cut. He was one of these guys. He was not a professional bodybuilder. He was just a guy who wanted to get bigger. Rich Piana. So Rich Piana, he, he was huge, absolutely massive, was on steroids he publicly came out to be about being on steroids told people what he used how he used it and this is the rec- exercises he did to get big one day he's sitting in his chair getting a haircut boom falls over dead and I've heard of that happening was that uh uh, uh and here's the thing though this is this is what really throws people off everybody first thing they say oh it was all the steroids it was all the steroids but it wasn't the steroids it was that he had done so much damage to his body by growing so fast and so large that his heart was not capable of moving the blood through the body efficiently enough to be able to sustain his his life. And he just yeah. fell over dead. Nasty. Yeah, it's and that's that's from exercise. That's from, you know, having that in your mind. You've got to be the biggest in the room. And not mm-hmm. the baddest, but just be the biggest in the room. Yeah. Uh, so going back to what Brad just said, he says, think of addiction as a attention parasitic life form. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's exactly what it is. They cause false cravings. Yes. Seeing too many people suffering through it, drugs, tech, food, etc. You're programmed to attach to it as a craving that overpowers you, whether pain or pleasure is being caused the focus is all about the blind focus of getting the source uh yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah, but again that's still just the surface you have to go b- below that and below that is you're not growing you don't have a vision for your life you don't have something to look forward to your need for growing as an individual and contributing beyond yourself is not being met we are meant to contribute to the lives of each other and think to about give to other people. Take it back to those, uh, those veterans from Vietnam. They were heroin addicts. They didn't know if they were going to live tomorrow, let alone next week mm. half the time. So shit, why not? I mean, think about um, a more horrible place to be than in a, in a jungle where in 365 you know, days a year, 360 degrees, you're in danger of losing your life. That's enough to mess with anybody. And if heroin is readily available, I guarantee you someone's going to be 
knocked out on smack before they're gonna just like might as well like feel good for a while yeah exactly but then you turn around you come back home you're back in the world as they called it and uh you're with family friends people you love people that you want to be able to have a great life with and Mm -hmm. bam you're right back into your everyday life like nothing ever happened Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I it's and you know I was really surprised too. Um, I'd seen a couple studies that kids of addicts are eight times more likely to develop an addiction. I didn't know it was that high. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I I just I don't believe in studies like that, stuff like that because it is a choice. Um, I know I, I I know a lot of people, a lot of people who their parents are alcoholics and they seem to go one way or the other. Yeah. They it's, either become an alcoholic or they're so far the other way. Right. And I think it depends on the child's experience with that addiction. Well, again, it said 50% predisposed, 50% poor coping skills. Yeah. So I think if you're, you know, kind of predisposed, and a parent is an alcoholic and maybe maybe you don't develop good coping skills because what is your life like growing up with a, a parent as an alcoholic and, and some kids both their parents yeah. are alcoholics well and you can see this in people in their personality traits um, look at look at people you can watch them and without them being on drugs and alcohol and stuff like that there's certain personality traits will stand out and you can see whether or not that person's got an addictive personality or not. Uh, chances are, if they don't have an addictive personality, they're not going to struggle with the decision whether or not to use or not to use mm-hmm. those people that do have addictive personalities. And they're the, and the ones I'm talking about are say, um, for example, let's use video games uh, as a, as a good example here. It's uh certain people they'll get stuck on like a certain video game and they'll just go on that same video game because they love that video game so much. They become addicted to that video game. Mm-hmm. You take away that video game, that video game no longer exists. They no longer play video games that they don't care about other video games. They only play that one video game. Um, yeah. They're rewired. Cause the more, the more you repeatedly abuse something, right. You rewire your brain. Like, absolutely. And then it just makes it harder. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Addictions are, you know, it's like I said, you can see it happening with people and you can tell somebody if somebody's predisposed, let's use that word predisposed to addictions based on personality traits. Mm -hmm. And does that mean that don't go out and have a good time and, don't trust that person or anything like that. No. Does that mean that they probably addicted to something? No, but it does mean that if they do start doing something, chances are it'll be easier for them to become addicted to that something than it would be for somebody else who doesn't share those traits. And it's different too. There's some people that um, from the get go of drugs or alcohol, they just like go hard and become addicted, like right from the get go. And some it's just over time repeatedly doing it often that comes about that addiction. So it's a, it's a really tough thing, but I think it's, I think uh, from my experience and people I know and, and a lot of learning that I've done in, you know, coach training and things and human behavior and positive psychology um, a lot of it, that you look at first is, you know, are you self-actualizing? Are you growing? Are you, you know, do you, do you have a vision for your life and do you contribute to the lives of others? Because we know how good it feels to give to other people when we can do something for someone else. Mm -hmm. It feels so good to be able to do that. We feel good. They feel good. Like it's, it's huge. It makes a big, big difference. I think we can look from that and then where, you know, are you running, are you always running from pain? Like look for the positive, look for, run to some pleasure. What would give you pleasure instead? What is that thing you want? Find someone to help you. 
Yeah, and thank you very much, Brett, for being part of the show. Awesome discussion. I we you know we we love it when people talk in the in the chat because that really adds that that third dimension to the show. And that, mm. Brad, thank you very much. We appreciate you being part of the show. Yeah, big time. You gave us the song and everything. Yeah, I told but- you Brad was going to be able to do that though. I mean, I know I probably put him on the spot a little bit, but I knew if there was anybody that jumped into this this conversation, Brad would be the guy to to be able to save us and let us know what that song was. So thank you, Brad, for the song. Well, he's very diligent. Anybody else, go check out what Brad does. That guy does lives every day. I've never seen anybody so committed to a goal of doing his sketches every day. And they're amazing. They, they are. I mean, they amazing, are. amazing. I mean, yeah. I, I, uh, here's, here's a funny story, real true funny story real quick. Um, I watched Brad's uh, live like three or four days ago, I think it was, and he was doing some sketches and stuff like that. And then all of a, then all of a sudden, that same day, I got a memory, a reminder, and one of these sketches that I had drawn one night when I was just kind of doodling popped up. And it happened to pop up as a reminder, and I opened it up just after watching Brad, and I could not shut that memory down fast enough. I, I was like, oh, holy shit, that is like, I look like, it looked like a stick figure compared to what he was drawing. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Very talented, very, very talented guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, go check him out for sure. Yeah, this is very interesting doing this information, doing the research for this show. And uh, God, again, I learned something new about you. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where if you don't ask, you won't know. But, uh, you know, but the topic came up, so I, I wanted to share, you know. And, and like I, I always say that, though, I, 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 live my, I live my life in front of the camera. I don't mm-hmm. mind if people know things about me. Just for the sake that when, when when it all comes to down to who we are versus who we want people to believe we are, I want you to be able to walk up to me on the street someday, shake my hand, and and know you're going to meet the exact same person as you see on on here. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be there shouldn't be a difference in my opinion. No, absolutely not, and especially when you're in business. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you got to be upfront and be open. And yeah, we definitely, uh, we definitely have uh, shared some stuff. We've shared some stuff definitely on the show, but that's what helps other people. I know when other people share stories and, you know, it, it makes a huge difference and uh, it doesn't matter if it's one person. I mean, cause you don't know who the other people know that maybe could benefit from it is that we're talking about. So that's why we're always saying share, you know, for us, it's really about helping. It's not like, you know, our egos want numbers or anything. You know, we started this, started. <laughs> like we, we started this because we wanted to be able to share experiences and to contribute and, uh, and to develop our own skills. And, um, and because we just like doing this, that's a big part of it. But um, you know, the guy we, on the right talks a lot. We we really wanted to help people and start the conversation is really what it was because see a lot of people are afraid to. So we started it. Now you guys go finish it. That's right. All right, well, folks, we are coming up right to the very end of this episode we talked about addictions on monday night we talked about fetishes they kind of went together a little bit yeah we kind of did we kind of theme things together sometimes if you haven't been noticing but uh you can always catch us also on friday night where we just go off the rails it's free for all friday night and that's where you get to control the topics you tell us what you want to talk about Uh, Join us in the chat, share the show out and get as many people here as you possibly can. And if you, if you got a topic idea for Monday or or Wednesday show, or maybe you have a question because on Friday nights, we answer those questions that people may not want other people to know that they're asking. Uh 
do that? Well, how do they do that? Totally anonymously through our website at gritandgracetv.com. Go there, ask your question. It is absolutely anonymous. I'm not just saying that. You can ask anonymously and we can answer your questions on Friday nights and then we talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. But you can subscribe to our videos on our website and find all the ways that we're available and all the places that we're available through our website. And we would love, 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 right on the homepage of our website, uh, you can leave us a comment, a review, a thumbs up, five stars. We'd love it. You can also do that through our Facebook page. Um, and, and again, yeah, if you have a question, we had a hell of a great show on Friday. I don't remember a thing that we talked about, but I remember we had a good time. It was fun. We laughed a lot. We did. We cried a few times. Yeah. Last yeah. week was good. I don't remember what we talked about, but I remember Friday was a really good show. Yeah, Friday was a great show. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, just go over to facebook.com forward slash grit and grace tv go through the videos and uh it's there i promise you it's there yeah yeah join the conversation fridays are whatever we feel like talking about whatever our audience wants to talk about just throw it up there and uh and join us for friday nights because friday nights you are the directors sort of sort of unless we have a lot to talk about which, Which we usually do. We usually do. But yeah, <laughs> you, still, you do still inspire the conversation. So, folks, thank you very much for watching tonight. Thanks, everybody. And on Friday night, please, we would love to see your smiling, shiny faces. Mm-hmm. We're just, it gets us going. It gets us jazzed. Jazzed. <laughs> I just knocked my mic. Wow, what a rookie mistake. Did you ever. I have not done that in so long. So, folks, if you want to see me actually not hit my mic next time, got to show back up Friday. Epic fail tonight. But yeah. See ya. <laughs>